Good evening, everybody. Welcome to day three of Spiel 2019. It is now just over two in the morning, Sunday morning or Saturday night. Hey, the good news here. It's about to switch back. It's about, we're about to go back 38 minutes in time. I am really excited about that. This is literally my favorite night Wait, of the entire year. Wait, 38 minutes or an hour? No, in 38 minutes, we go back 38 minutes from 20. <laughs> It's fallback, my favorite night of the year because you get an extra hour of sleep, which I am super, super grateful for tonight. That said, day three of Spiel Saturday, it is an absolute just bumper to bumper people in the halls that it is Saturday at Spiel. I saw pictures too that basically they had just a sea of people in a room waiting to get in another room. It was just like a holding pen area. Luckily, we didn't have to sit in that, but uh, I'm I'm really glad. Yeah, I'm grateful as well. Yeah, we ended up uh, getting a little bit of a later start, um, but it actually paid dividends because we oh, didn't have to wait. And shortly was, after, I don't think we yeah. would have made it in any sooner. We just had a, a sideway. Right. go in and so. just walked on over after yeah. breakfast here at the hotel and promptly started picking up games uh the concordia expansion the map because it's matt gertz and he puts out a new concord and hey more concordia is good concordia so Always. i'm all for it then uh we ran into some spanish podcasters while we were looking at a prototype out, uh, out and about so that was that was a cool experience. They came over. They said they're they're big fans of the show. They appreciate what it is that we do, and uh, come to find out that they host their own show uh, in Spain. So I thought. See, that that's was, where I like you turning cool. into interviewer Edward because normally we're just like I would just take the photo and keep going, but you started asking them, "Oh, why do you have press passes? What do you do?" And that was really great. Like they got to share their card, their stories, like what they're doing. Um, in the industry over there, and that was really interesting. Yeah, I, I, again, I'm the world's biggest five-year-old. I want to know the why of things. Well, right? and also really nicely, you were like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll send out an ad and and do and put you on Twitter. So yeah, well, I mean, why nice not? Right? They were, they seem very kind guys. Mm -hmm. uh, after that, we after uh, picking up a handful of games, uh, we headed back to the capstone booth to drop them off. And when we did, Alexander Hamer, designer of Lignum, he was at the booth. Uh, it was pretty funny the way the booth is set up there. Um, they were actually, uh, he and Clay were using a stack of boxes for him to lay out his prototype of the next game. See, that and has. that's the best is that, you know, he's getting showed games just on this pile of boxes of games. I, I really actually appreciate it. Yo, Doug, no I hear pretense, you like games. Just no pretense from Clay. He's like, here you go. This is this is it. And everything that he said he was hearing, he was really, really excited about. So, so yeah. Uh, um, it, so Alexander was at the meetup. He was. He comes every year. He's, yeah. So I hadn't met him before, so I didn't know it was him. And he and another gentleman were talking about Lignum. So, <laughs> per usual, I just thought I'd share my opinions on Lignum. Luckily, I really like Lignum. Right. Well, you know what? That, that this is foreshadowing for a little bit later on. Um, okay, sure. We're doing foreshadowing now. Um, again. So I happen to say, well, if you play Lignum and you don't feel like your arm has been cut off by a wood saw, then you didn't play it correctly. And he kind of looked at me like, is that a good thing? And I was like, it's wonderful. <laughs> he was like, all right, that sounds great. But yeah, had no idea, full disclosure, that 
that was the designer of Lignum that I was sharing that with. My bad. Sorry about that. <laughs> so yeah, Alexander, really, really uh, nice dude. Wonderful dude. And he seemed pleased to see me the next day. So that seemed, <laughs> that seemed fine. It, it didn't go sideways. No, so that's good. No. So some of the games that we uh, we picked up, um, Sarah's Vision, which is uh, the game, the game um, found uh, funded by or published by an insurance company. I still love that idea. I love that they're like risk taking. We're going to help with this. And I, th- that's amazing. I want that insurance company. It's a genius idea. I want to actually be insured by them. So I still don't know what kind of game it's going to be. and what the, But the production quality looked really good. Mm-hmm. And they 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 came, the, the same guy who was giving us the, uh, the spiel of it down in the media room on Wednesday, he came up to us and said, here, take a copy. If you like it, you know, do a playthrough or talk about it on the podcast. If not, okay, no harm, no foul. Yeah. So, okay, cool. Fair enough. I know. Yeah. Uh, Also picked up a copy of Pangea. And this game from Red Imp, uh, it was pretty funny. So I go up, I introduce myself, I I, I give the little spiel about it. And I was like, uh, it's a game that we're interested in covering on the show. And so he's like, do you mind an open copy? I was like, no, not at all. As long as everything's in it, that's fine. So he goes to get it. And then I see him pull out all of the like Kickstarter extra little like ceramic or clay, whatever, the little miniatures that are um, like of fossils. And then he stops, shakes his head, grabs a limited edition with the one that has that that's sealed and hands it to me. And he's like, YouTube, right? I was like, yeah. And he's like, Oh, okay, here, make sure you show off the, the figures. And I, I kind of chuckled uh, the way that evolution, because he did it all kind of within himself, uh, how he made that cho- uh, that change of direction on whether or not to give us the open copy or not, which would have been totally fine. But I just, I couldn't help but chuckle about that. So looking forward to ch- uh, seeing the whether or not that, that it ends up being as good as it looks. So we'll see. Uh, Nova Lo- Nova Luna, Uwe Rosenberg game, a little small, little small box game. I hope it's good, but it's Uwe Rosenberg, so I'm always willing to take a look at it. Right. Then uh, went over and saw Bern Eisenstein from Iron Games, and he had a uh, small expansion uh, for Pandoria mm-hmm. Artifact. So pick that up. Looking forward to taking look at that then we uh we met holger lanz when we got back to the capstone games booth for those that do not know he's the guy who designed the climbers Mm -hmm. and i almost put my foot in my mouth when i first met him when he was introduced to me because i got him confused uh just for a second with uh uh the owner of zock and designer of a number of different mm-hmm. games, including uh, Neuheimat and other things. And I went and I was like, oh, wait, I don't think that's the right guy. So I caught myself. So thankfully there was that. Why was he at the capstone booth? Oh, he might have had um, a nice little Haribo tin with an expansion in it. Two expansions to be exact. Yes. For the climbers. Uh, it's a prototype right now. Uh, it. I'll be honest. I didn't know that the climbers needed expansions. Now I do. Now I do. 
after uh, him explaining them to us, I was like, oh, uh, okay, yes. Will they actually come into existence? I think it's quite possible. We'll leave it at that. Uh, then uh, Rolf Segel, the other of the Wildcat design uh, co-design team, we met Andre or saw Andre uh, yesterday, and then today he uh, Rolf came and he actually brought the components to give to us mm-hmm. to upgrade our uh, prototype of Coffee Traders to the new version mm-hmm. of it, including the map. And uh, that's a game, believe it or not, that we're considering streaming as a prototype to be able to show off uh, what a, you know, far along but still unproduced prototype looks yeah, like. Yeah, per her, his idea, right? Right. Like he had thought yep. He, he thought thing. and Clay seemed like uh, he, was on, he was on board with it. So that was, that was cool. He did almost take my joy, though. He didn't understand that I really, really like packing the boxes with the games. And he wanted to help. Oh, out. yeah. Oh, I, I, we had a suitcase full of games yeah. to drop off. And Rolf, being the chivalrous guy that he was, completely was like, chivalrous. Here, yeah. let me help. And I was like, no, no, Rolf, you don't, you don't understand. understand. Just get out of the way. You and I will make the boxes. Let just pack them. Just. He was really confused. He's like, no, we cannot do such a thing. And I'm like, no, you must. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you know what? I thought the same thing. And then I learned. So no, let her, let her do. Uh, don't steal her joy. After that, uh, we headed over to the uh, 999 Games booth and picked up uh, Western Empires, which is Mega Civ, but mm-hmm. for five players or a few more, but five player minimum. Yes. And it really does come across right as Mega Civ, but for a much more manageable uh, amount of players. And all those guys uh, had come to the meetup the night before, and we had some really interesting discussion about the design process of and whether or not they get sick of playing Mega Civ or, you know, Western Empires. And uh, in a nutshell, the answer was no. They are not burnt out on it, no matter how many times they played it, which mm. I thought was pretty cool. Stopped by uh, Lonnie Orgler and Marflo, and, and I believe it's Fox in a Box, and picked up a copy of 1824. So looking, that is correct. Looking, box, yeah. looking forward to digging into that. Um, we ran into uh, the newest employee from uh, Czech Games Edition or CGE. I don't know if he's the newest, but we know Tony yes. who's over there. Uh, and he was talking about some of the ideas that they have for the direction that CGE is going to be going in the future that has me pretty excited in all honesty. And he, uh, he gave us a copy of Sanctum, which is their latest game. Mm -hmm. It's coming out. I'll be honest. I know very, very little about Sanctum. Same. And so he was like, here, check it out. See if you like it. And I was like, okay, we shall do so. The next game we uh, picked up was actually two games, only one of which I intended to pick up, which was uh, Battle of the Nations 1813. Napoleonic little um, interesting two-player looking uh, tactical battle game. A small footprint, but looked like it had some interesting decisions on it. Yeah. And while I was getting a, a brief overview of the game. I saw um, Cafe Melange and wanted to check that out. I saw it had English rules and it looked like it was about a cafe, clearly. But looking it over, it uh, reminded me of Pack and Weirs, which is the uh, moving game by the designer of um, D Marker. Which 
It's not. It has nothing to do with Tim Hocker. Or, or, or Pack and, and Weirs. And Pack and right, Weirs is right. like this fun dexterity game. Cafe Melange, as you said, is also not Pack and Weirs, but it has shades of it in that it's this uh, esoteric, quirky like type game where you have. Um, it's 1910 in this cafe, and you have famous people from that time um, uh, seated at these tables, and of course, your guests want to sit next to them, and you score points based on how many of your guests you can get uh, next to them. And you do this by playing these cards, and this is where it reminds me of Pack and Wears, is you're playing these cards together in tandem to either seat them at a round table, a square table, or a rectangle table, and then maybe the chair color is green, purple, or gray. Um, so that eliminates some of the reserved tables that you have. And so then you, the color of the tables also. And then the color right. of that uh, shape table. So you're placing cards um, as you go around in order, removing some of your tokens that have reserved these seats, and ultimately placing your patrons. And then you score based on whether they're happy with that. Maybe they're happy because they wanted to be at a circle table and then multiplying points because they're next to those um, uh, famous uh, people of 1910. I liked it enough that, hey, let's check it out, see how it looks. Um, I agreed. Yeah. And it, yeah. and like you said, kind of esoteric off the beaten path. Definitely. And I, I know Rado's covered it already, which yes. actually kind of surprised me. But uh, in, from what I've heard, he, he was really a fan enjoyed of it. it. Yeah, so, so made it that much more interesting. Yep. So after that, uh, we did a little bit more running around, but then we had a, a meeting set up with Tony Boydow and the folks over at Studio H. But on the way to that meeting, we're walking through Hall 3. Oh, yeah. And Hall 3, you got to understand, is the the biggest hall, but it's also the quote-unquote formal hall. That's where a lot of the really big companies are. Mm -hmm. And that place is packed like sardines on a Saturday. It is really hard to walk through that hall. However, as we're fighting through the crowd, I hear, hey, Edward, with a uh, what I think is a German accent, a European accent nonetheless. And... Uh, I hear this guy walk by and he says, it's Karsten. And I hear of, here's a, and that's all I heard, right? And I'm like, hey, what's up? Like trying, like no recognition in my face whatsoever. It's like, hey, how's it going? And I turn around, he's wearing a Fuhrland Spiele shirt and it has Karsten on the front. And then at that point, it then occurs to me, oh, oh, you're that Karsten, Karsten Lauber the guy who designed Crystal Palace. Mm -hmm. At that point, I'd gotten closer to him. I was like, hey, thank you. I am a really big fan of that game, really enjoyed it. And he was like, good, I'm glad I saw the playthrough. I really thought you guys did a good job with that. I'm like, awesome, you know, that's music to my ears. Mm -hmm. And he thanked you for the playthrough before he turned to me and said, um, that what did he I, I can't something even, along the lines of even though just didn't like yes, it even I mean, though you didn't like it as you looked at me <laughs> and i was like hey i still recommend the game to folks uh even if it isn't for me and uh he then proceeded to give me some tips for how to play better um which was what uh, well, so first he said, and I had to argue with him, of course, um, <laughs> he, he said, uh, that you, uh, he's like, you need to play more four and five dice. You got to go four and five. And I said, I'll run out of money. I can't go with all four and five dice. And it's, you know, and he said, no, 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 no. Ones and twos too, you know, ones and twos, but you got to be aggressive. It's an aggressive game. You have to be aggressive. And I like, yeah, I like to try other strategies. I'm not sure. 
and uh, kind of let it go with that and ended up circling back and seeing him later and admitting like we ended up passing because, of course, I can't stop thinking about this. And I'm looking at all my moves back in my head and going through it. And I'm like, all right, all right, fair. There's actually places fours and fives would have been actually more beneficial than that. I can see this. And uh, so when I saw him and I'm like, fair, I'm going to try that. that that's that's going to happen. I'm going to try that. And he's like, it'll work. It'll work. So so we passed them twice in short succession. And then yeah. he looked at us and says, do it again. You owe me a drink. And I was like, all right, thankfully we didn't though. So no drinks were owed on this yes. day. Uh, and then we had our meeting, and then after that, started heading over to the other side of Hall 3 to stop by Richard Breeze's uh, R&D's booth to pick up Key Market. And Key Market's been a grail game of mine for a number of years. And uh, went up, saw Richard, he's like, hey, how's it going? Because you and I both know him fairly well. And started talking about uh, Key Market and everything, and I asked him, um, if he was happy with how the design turned out and how they, he spent uh, more time on it than he actually planned on it. And it mm-hmm. set the, the production schedule behind a year. And so he says uh, there, there, he has some other things planned that were delayed this year due to his development of Key Market. But he said, yeah, it was totally worth it. And I said, well, thank you. I'm a really big fan of this game. And I really am glad that you got it reprinted. Yeah. And I said, well, just keep up the good work. Keep up, you know, designing these games. Yes, um, he did. And I think you asked him, you know, like, oh, what do you have next? Are you looking forward to what you have next? What's coming down? And um, he looked at me and he said, well, I have to keep designing games uh, until she likes one of my games. So I looked at. Richard, in kind of abject horror, because you and I had talked about, you know, um, games and everything. No, you were just like, how do you, how does he know? Right. How does he know? And I'm like, the playthrough. Like, he saw the playthrough. Um, but there was a little more to the story. I've known Richard for years. I met him at the gathering years ago, and we had played games together. And one of the games we played was one of his older games, uh, Board Game Geek game. Um, Which is rubbish. It's not the greatest. Right, yeah. Really adorable. Theme's amazing. Love the idea. Very happy to own it. And he signed it for me. Um, But yeah, it's not... It's not the most stellar game. Um, And Richard would agree. It didn't... It didn't... It's not... It's not like key market. So um, there was that kind of backstory as well. But no, I'm not a huge fan of the key series. Um, You have the right to be wrong. Yep. Yep. Okay, we'll leave it at that because I was like, oh, but on the bright side, clearly I am motivating him to create more games that you will love. Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm all for it. I, mm-hmm. hope, I hope you continue to dislike his game so that he continues uh, striving to be able to find a game that he can design that you enjoy. Um, I'll do my best. Okay, way to be a team player on that. Appreciate it. Uh, after that, uh, we had some other productive meetings. And a little bit before that, uh, Tony Boydell had dropped off the promos that he and Studio H had had made for Heavy Cardboard for Alibari, which is pretty amazing that they had those created. And they're legitimate, usable, viable, good promos to be used for the game. So if you hear this and it's during Spiel, come by the booth while we're there between one and three 
and pick up a uh, pick up a promo. Otherwise, we'll add them to the promos that we're giving away for uh, purchases through the Heavy Cardboard uh, merch store and go from there. Then after that, uh, we stopped by, saw a couple of games that on the way out the door, two games that were, well, one that was on my list to check out and one that kind of caught me completely off guard from the same designer as Earth Rebound, Earth Reborn, as well as some other ones. Uh, Rise and Fall is a kind of a dudes on a map um, looking Civ game, kind of. And then there was Living Planet, which apparently had gone to Kickstarter, and mm. the production quality on this thing right. is ridiculous. Yeah. Even including the box itself. Yeah, the box was amazingly well done. People were just coming over to look at the box. Right, and the artwork that's inside the box for the individual boxes that are in it, it's just, it's really well put together. Well, because it holds multiple different boxes, let's just say, and then it has... Um, you know, this beautiful kind of... Uh, Mosaic or design, right? Um, landscape. Right. Um, so it has like a nice green landscape on one side of all the boxes. And then you can take them out and turn them around and it's like an orangish landscape. Maybe you're changing it for spring and fall. I don't know, but it was still really clever and beautiful. Yeah, it's a planet exploration game. Yeah. And it, man, it looked really good on the table. So we talked to them. And that's a game we might be taking a look at uh, yeah. early next year. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Other than that, um, that was pretty much the end of the day. And the hall closed at 7, and we spent the next hour hanging out at the Capstone booth. Just Mostly kinda, because we sat down and couldn't get up again. Seriously, just exhaustion had yes. set in, and Clay was on board with that. He was Yeah, he, he couldn't get up either. Boat. We were all like, we want to leave and get food, but we just want to sit. Right. And sitting was really, really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So we hung out for him with him for about forty-five minutes, and then we're all like, "Well, all Eventually right, eventually we have to leave. We yes. have to go." So you and I met up uh, over at Motel One with Pietro and Andrea, uh, two of the three uh, representatives and designers of uh, Brides and Bribes uh, mm-hmm. from Space Balloons. Unfortunately, Eliza had recently changed jobs, so she couldn't make the trip. But we went to dinner. And had an amazing turkey dinner. Turkish. Turkish dinner. Yeah. Uh, at not the nicest place that you will ever go. Well, not it's a hole it in the wall, but the food was amazing. It legitimately was some of the most delicious. The falafel delicious was incredible. Turkish. The sauces. Oh, yeah. They, and the guys, it was awesome. They spoke almost no English. Yes. And uh, they were like... Uh, so we told him one vegetarian and then three that aren't. And he's like, so three mix and one vegetarian. And we were like, sure, go with it. He's like, all right, go sit down. And he just brought us food. Yeah. And it was delicious. The lentil soup was fantastic. Yeah, just a wonderful night. And they are from Italy where food is a really big deal. And we spent way too long talking about the ins and outs of making pasta tonight. I think it was about two hours. Yeah. Two hours clocked on, on how to make pasta. Sorry about that. that That's that was, my bad. That was fine. My bad. <laughs> so after that, we then walked back to Motel 1, which is, uh, it's fascinating to uh, for me to see this. We walk in and the bar, the lounge, and every possible seating area is overtaken by gamers, either punching games or sitting around and playing games. It was just a massive sea of humanity. 
playing games mm-hmm. in Motel One. But the four of us went and sat down, and then uh, Andy Mesa showed up. Yep. And caught Everybody. up with Andy a bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's learned about all the cities that hate him and which cities don't hate him. Apparently, Brussels hates, hates him. him. Yes. It's Andy. I mean, it, it, ugh, best conversations. And, you know, you have to worry about those uh, Kickstarter backers dying before they get their Kickstarter. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love Andy. So <laughs> we got to talking about uh, Kickstarters and all this with the uh, Space Balloon guys. And they were talking about how, you know. Credit the, cards expire. Yeah, yeah, 3 to 4% is normal that when they go to run credit cards, they don't go through for one reason or another, whatever. And then Andy busts out with, plus, you know, you got to factor in the percentage of, you know, backers that die <laughs> between the time they back the, the, the campaign. perfect. And when it, when it, when the it charges. The Space Balloon guys were like, we, Wait, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> it might have been one of those conversations that you had to be there, but it was just one of those. I don't like, think so. I think they understand Andy. <laughs> I looked across the table and kind of like, like I was going to, oh, I, oh. Okay, got it. Okay, just leave it be at that. It was fantastic. Yeah, that is so Andy. So yes. after that, uh, the guys bid us adieu. Uh, they called it a night. We did shortly thereafter. Came back to the hotel, recording this, and then going to get our last full night of sleep here in Germany. That is that. Yep, so thus ends day three of Spiel. Tomorrow, Sunday, busy day ahead of us, uh, but really looking forward to it. So thank you, everybody who has come by the booth to say hi or seen us and stopped us to say hi. Uh, Appreciate all the support, and hopefully you guys are enjoying these. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll catch you all tomorrow. Good night, everybody. Good night.